For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, family? Jared the Boss Man here. You're tuned into the Boss Man Show on AM 1010, AM 1430, 1055 The King. Get the King out at 105theking.com and the Boss Man Show at bossmanshow.com. Hit me up on Instagram, the Boss Man Show. Twitter at Bossman Show and Facebook Bossman Show. It's the Bossman on your radio. Listen to the Bossman Show with your host Jr. Saturdays at 9 a.m. right here on AM 1010. The King. What's up, good people? Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. The latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wages, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use your promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online. When the game starts. BS3 Network. Changing the way you watch TV. Yes, BS3 Network. Changing the way you watch TV. Covering content and hot topics from A to Z. Sports, music, society and culture, movie reviews. You name it, we have it. Check it out on BS3Network.com or... Check us out on Roku, BS3 TV on Roku, as well as check out your favorite podcast on all podcast platforms or Spreaker.com backslash BS3 Network. You are now tuned to BS3 Network. Man, show in front of the show, one of the Minnesota the St. Thomas Tommy's coach, Donnie Tower, been the Boston Man. Show, see him in his nice office there, been the background. Coach Tower, good to talk to you again. Hey, great to see you. Appreciate being back on the show. Last time, two years ago, we had just made the jump from D3 to D1. We hadn't played any games yet, so um, appreciate you having me back on the show. Excited to catch up. Yes, sir. Well, coach, let me ask you, man, you're going to year 13. It's it's St. It's Thomas, man. And he, how does it feel being at someone 13 years, knowing the business that you and I both in where it's so fickle, it's turnover all the time? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm blessed. Um, you know, and really, in some ways, it's year 28. I was an assistant here for 11 years. I played here uh, as an undergrad student. So this is this is a place, um, you know, that, that is home for me and feel really fortunate. We've been blessed to have so many great kids, um, have had a lot of success and really excited about this D3 to D1 journey. You know, in D3, we won a couple national titles and we made the jump a couple of years ago. Last time we talked, um, you know, that first year, we ended up starting the same five kids in Division One that we had the year, six months earlier in Division Three. So it, it's been uh, it's been just a, a really exciting time around St. Thomas. But I love coaching here. And um, like you said, this is this is a wild business, uh, probably never wilder than now in the NCAA. And so um, really feel fortunate. And, and Coach, I'm just curious, as you go to get through this transition, what has changed for, for, for the program, per se, as you go through this period of transition through these four years to become a full D1 member? Yeah, that's a great question. I, um, I like to say that the things that didn't change, my office, the gym that I coach in, my five-minute commute every day, the great kids we get to work with, and literally everything else did, right? So my business card looks the same, my office looks the same. But everything else did from scheduling to recruiting to how are we competing in the Summit League and the D1 teams that we're playing. I mean, it, it is it is a lot of different stuff, but it's also really exciting. You know, this there's a reason this has never been done before. And so we're getting this opportunity to sort of chart our own course. Um, so it's been, you know, it's been uh, really exciting. Certainly some days are exhausting, but when you when you just sit back and you look at what we've been able to accomplish, but I also think where we're headed um, you know, second year, we won 19 games in our second year, division one, and we were still starting three or four of our former division three players last year. Um, we got $176 million arena that's going to open in two years. And so, um, I think the way we've been able to transition from D3 to D1 at this point, um, gives us a lot of hope. There's a lot of work to, to do and, and a lot of great teams out there. We know that, but, um, but we're really proud of our guys and, and looking forward to the future. Yes, and getting able to compete because you know I don't know, Coach. So I, a lot of guys in D three they, they can be D one anyway. So getting to actually be a D, be a D three player and play a D one and compete with nineteen games for you guys, that's valid. Those young men and your you and your staff are finding young men who can play at any level who are really play the game of basketball the right way. Well, you know, you hit it on the head. Certainly, there are things, and we know as we continue into Division one, we're going to have to get bigger, stronger, more athletic. Like there. There have been challenges these first couple of years where we've had to mitigate some of those things. Um, we were probably the worst offensive rebounding team in the country that first year. We never turned the ball over. We took a lot of threes. We played the way we had to play, um, and our guys embraced that, and they had been used to our winning culture, right? So those five guys we started in that first season, I think they had lost a total of eight games in three years in Division Three. So not only were they really good players, but they're tough-minded, and they were used to winning. I mean, two of them are going overseas to play pro ball this year. Um, one of them, Parker Bjorklund, is a six-year senior for us, so he's back now, uh, was all-conference last year. And so, I, you know, I think it's been one of those things that when you're, when you're trying to lead a program through it, more than anything, uh, you lean on those core values that, you, that got you success in the first place. And that's, that's really what we've done is we've relied on guys who love the game, they love each other, um, and they're really, really competitive. And uh, we've been bringing in some really good young Division I recruits. So when you blend those two, um, so far, the early returns have been have been good. And coach, do you feel like with the portal the way it is and the NIL the way it is at the higher major level or the mid major level, that you've been getting the quality high school young man to get in your program and really develop him and build him up 
in, in, in summer league play, you know, it's about being older, yes, but also having some guys in the pipeline to replace those older guys once they graduate and go play overseas. No question. And I think that's that's part of the process that we're still in. You talked about that five-year transition period. Um, last year, we had the freshman of the year in the summit league, Andrew Rohde. So we had these four still returning divisions, former Division three players. Um, Andrew's freshman league is the summit league. Now he's at the University of Virginia. And so he's playing for, for them. And, and that wasn't necessarily by design. We would have loved to have him back, but we're also excited for him and the opportunity he has. And so, you know, like I always say, we, we can only coach the guys from our campus. Andrew had an unbelievable freshman year. We had other freshmen who made big contributions and we think we're going to again. And, and so year over year, I think the, what you allude to is NCAA basketball is different than it's ever been before, right? With NIL and the transfer portal, it is a more transient profession and thinking that all of your guys are going to be there four years. That's simply not reality anymore. That said, I do think we're at St. Thomas where we're an unbelievable school. We get a lot of hometown kids. And I think we're going to keep a lot of kids for four years. And that's really how we're going to build our program is largely through high school kids who say, I want to get a degree and be a part of this story of this little division three school. That's actually not that little and and now going to division one. And coach also, like you said, coach, uh, Leadership piece as well, and I know I know how much you care about you know St. Thomas Tommy. You've been there over over twenty eight years, and when you talk to a young man, you're talking as somebody who's been in their shoes, who will who will step step foot if they come in their shoes. So talk about that leadership piece building with those these young men, especially more when it's become more transactional. But I feel like if a young man's relationship with you and knows you really care about him, he would stay rather than go if it's all things have been equal. No quite, and I love the way you put it, all things being equal. And that's that's our job is to create conditions for our guys to be successful, not just on the court, but in the classroom and the community as they develop as human beings. Um, and I think what you're also referencing, I, I can talk to parents when we're recruiting them. And I was here as an 18-year-old freshman longer ago than I'd like to admit, but I fall of 91, I was a freshman here. Here we are 32 years later and 28 of those 32 years I've spent at St. Thomas. And so it doesn't mean I'm going to be here forever, but I can look parents in the eye and say, listen, I've been here for the last 24 years. I taught psychology for 21 years. I've coached basketball for 24 years. I'm not looking to go anywhere else. And I love this place. And I think as a parent, that means a lot to know like, hey, I think this is going to be the coaching staff that's going to work with my son for the next four years because you and I know there's nothing wrong with transferring. There's certain times that that's the right thing to do. But all things being equal, to quote you, if everything's equal and you can stay in the same place for four years and grow and develop and, and as much as anything, develop, develop friendships, relationships that these are the guys that will be in your wedding. These are going to be guys that you're connected to in the business community. Those are things that are hard to obtain in college and to really build if you're jumping around from school to school. And so I think we're, we're certainly hoping to build something at St. Thomas that has that kind of staying power where guys simply want to be here for all those reasons. And coach, I, I had this similar experience for me on the football side in 08. Uh, Georgia State just got football. And I'm like, I'm a senior here. I've been at Tennessee State all these years. I'm not coming home to just, just to come back home. So, guys, so I chose what I already knew, the lessons I had over coming to come back home for one final year. Like, like no. <laughs> so, yeah. I had that experience by somebody decided to stick where I met and not because it seemed good to take that opportunity because I feel like I've been with these guys. This will be my fifth year here. And, you know, while I'm going to go here and play with a new – just getting football for the first time, school, just because at home, I'm not, I wasn't doing that. 
Love it. No, you're you're right. And so much of our culture, right, where, um, you know, the, the Instagram culture and you look at photos online and everything looks great. But at the end of the day, you got to think about your situation, our guy's situation, everybody in the world. is like, hey, where day after day after day after day am I going to wake up really excited to go to weightlifting, to go to class, to be excited to be in the locker room with these guys that I trust that are going to play the right way and you know, you think about college, it's a, it's a small window in life and yet it can really be transformative, right? With how we all grow and develop. And that's, what's kept me in college coaching for so long as you see 18 year olds and how they are when they come in and what they're like when they leave and then what they go on to do beyond that. And, and I just think, you know, more than anything, um, if all things are equal, if you find a school you love, it's a good spot to be because you're going to have people who look out for you and you're going to have friends for life that, um, you know, during those difficult times that we all know we're going to have, who are you going to lean on? And oftentimes it's it's those teammates. I know for me, I've had five or six of my closest 10 friends in the world are college teammates. And that was 30 years ago. But those are, coach. those are the guys that you trust because you've been through battles with them. You've been through ups and downs and and you all went through that stuff together when you were 18, 19, 20, that that forms a bond and, a um, you know, really a relationship that you're going to be able to be there for one another throughout. And so um it's 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 fun hearing your perspective because i think that is what makes college athletics so unique yes like i'm going to memphis um tomorrow for a game and for tsu plays for pine bluff in memphis i'll see a lot of my teammates who i haven't seen in some years but it'll be like old times because we have to say we have that bond that rapport that oneness because we went to those 5 a.m. sprints and running them stairs together, you know. So all all those things that, that we did together, coach, they like it's like it's never never happened. We all we all boys, like like you said every every day. <laughs> and you pick up like it was, yeah, it, it was yesterday. I think that's the other thing you hit on that you know college sports is so special. It's hard, right? There there are times those 5 a.m. wake up calls and the late night bus rides and all the stuff in between. It's not always easy, but you think about when you're done with college and what are you going to go do? Well. How often do corporations come to us and say, we want your senior leaders? Like, yeah, we want straight-A students, but the reality is we don't know if a straight-A student can work well with others. If you've got a captain who's a good student, but he's been through some injuries, he's been through wins, he's been through losses, he's led young guys. Like, those are the things that every single organization in the, in the world wants in terms of leaders. And so I think that's still, to me, the college sports, winning and losing matters. It matters a lot. We all know that. But beyond that, there are so many other benefits of being a college athlete and how that can help you develop for the long term. And coach, I tell any young man looking at me, you know, I went to NFL training camp three times. Didn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't have a great career or nothing, but I made, I was a training camp and did what I did. But having my MBA, it helps me with my radio side. Like my degree is not in communication, it's, it's business, right? So it's like for me, the off the air stuff for me is easy, like because I because I, I had my degree. The on air stuff that I played basketball, I played football, baseball. That's easy to me. That's, that's like back in my head stuff. But knowing how to do one of my accounting, how to market, how to hire people, how to do HR software, that came from my business degree. If I didn't yeah. go to school and get and go get my MBA, I wouldn't be able to do what I do off the air. What I can do on the air. Yeah, no, and that, hey, that's the foundation, right? When you talk about that and and really when people talk about student athletes and sometimes I think it's used as a cliche, but you think about a student athlete, like over those four or five years, if athletes use that time to not just be great athletes, but truly 
grow who they are as a person and to enhance their brain and the way they think and to network with people like you're going to come out of there and there are going to be some people who knew you as an athlete, but what they're going to respect about you now is your business acumen. And you put those two things together and you know, that that's where I think it's so invaluable. You're right. And coach, you're so right. Because a lot of guys say, I thought you was a wide receiver. I was. Now, I'm a radio host. Yes. I have all the so so. Yes, you're right, coach. That recognition of knowing Simi from being on the field, the speedster that's from Atlanta to now radio guy, 14 years in, doing my own thing. It's like the transition has been great for me, coach. I tell young men, if I can do it, you can too. Now, I didn't get to reach about the goal I wanted to reach with the NFL, being have a full career, but athletics gave opportunity to still be around it by using my degree been at been in that fifth year well and and you know to your point you know we use the analogy the ball is going to stop bouncing for everybody at some point so even if somebody goes into the nfl or the nba at some point they're going to wake up in their life look in the mirror and they're no longer a wide receiver or a point guard right like those days are gone and i don't care how much money somebody made i don't care how many accolades they have like you got to have other stuff in you in your heart in your soul where you're going to have a life full of passion and joy. And um, you're clearly doing that, doing something you love to do. I'm fortunate to get to do it. And I think that's that's certainly one of our goals, probably our primary long-term goal for all our players is look at when you're done playing here, you've got to have a foundation of skills and a spirit that wants to go out and enjoy life and make things better for other people. And Ben, where you're at the Minneapolis-St. Paul area, internships for, for your young men, like with the, with the, now back when, when you played with no, hour limits per se but now with now with the limits of the hours you can go and do an internship and network and work on preparing yourself for that after when the ball starts bouncing because that's so important to me i feel like that's because you gotta get you have to get a get a degree we all are gonna be millionaires we gotta get that degree will give you that foundation do whatever you want to do in life after we stop being athletes <laughs> Absolutely. And I think I think that's a I, the way you put it is is wonderful because the balance we all try to strike, right, is how do we make sure that we're putting the best team on the court we can and developing these guys on the court, but also actually pushing them and encouraging them to major in the discipline they want to major in and get an internship or do research in the things that they want to do. Because you and I both know there are some athletes out there that don't put that do that. And sometimes that's a coaching staff, right? Sometimes that's a coaching staff saying, all you're doing is sports, and that's a real disservice. We just got done with a trip to Italy, um, which was awesome. And, and on the way out there, we spent two days in New York City, and we walked around areas, New York Stock Exchange, some different companies, and had a couple speakers. And the impression they left on our, our players was really powerful because it was it was more about how the skills you're learning in basketball and on this team are going to serve you well later in life. And it wasn't about you're all going to be pro basketball players. You, the stats would bear that out. Not many people end up playing in the NBA. So if that happens, great. And even then, you better have a good business background and understand how to handle things. But if it doesn't happen, what's going to be the other thing that's going to keep fueling you um, day after day? And so that trip, that trip was pretty special because our guys got to play in Italy. We played some good pro teams over there. And some of our guys want to go play professionally. But there's also a little eye-opening, like, Pro basketball overseas isn't as sexy as some people think it is, right? Like it's not, it's not all the glamour. Certainly there's wonderful parts of it, but I think back to the gyms we played in, how hot they were, 105 degrees, no air conditioning, you know, two refs, slippery floors. And it was awesome. It was, don't get me wrong, but it was, it was okay. This is not 
waking up playing on the target center in Minneapolis. This is a different lifestyle if you want to do it. And um, so for me, that was a great awakening, whatever they want to do. We want to help them educate themselves yeah. on what's best for them. And coach, I thought that trip to Italy was good also to for team building team bonding. And I feel like that's the thing with football. We don't get to take foreign trips per se. It's like, we just don't, like we can't do that. So but for basketball, you can, I feel like that's a way, way, way to bond and become one because the adversity will come. But if you're already together, already holding each other accountable, if I had to be coached to effort and energy and you're already one and you get it done in August, it's good when it, when it happens in January, February, February, hopefully not, 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 not in March. <laughs> right. No, hey, that it's it was incredible because it was like 11 days together. And you think about it. How many how many guys would you spend 11 days in Europe when it's 100 degrees and you're waiting in line to go sightsee at the Coliseum or Vatican City? Like you're doing a lot of stuff that's tiring. Right. And at the end of it, just the team bonding of being together for that long. Um, but then you add in the games, you add in things that guys had never experienced and they're doing that together. And it really was, uh, I would say it was a pretty magical experience that our guys will never forget because they were able to do that all together, learn so much educationally and culturally, um, while competing. But honestly, basketball was kind of an afterthought when I look at all the other things that we did on the trip. Um, it was, it was something that I think none of us will ever forget. And we're certainly very grateful. We had an alum. Um, Brett Keith was a 1994 alum from St. Thomas and he he's fallen in love with our program and he funded that trip to Italy for our entire team, which, you know, you, again, you talk about paying it forward. Our guys are acutely aware of how generous this was and hopefully someday they're in a position to give some young people a similar type of opportunity. So I think uh, just holistically, it was a, a really, really special opportunity. Yes, I'm looking Italy kind of reminds me, coach, of, of Athens, Greece. When I went to the Olympics in Athens, it kind of reminds me of that, um, going over there. And I'm going to the Paris Olympics as well next year. So I'm looking forward to that. I feel like, you know, the going to Greece and going to London, going to Italy and going to France, like so much you can see in Spain, too. It's like, seeing all that stuff, like, wow, stuff you see in history books, stuff you see in you read, read movies, like, actually go touch it and experience it is like one of a kind. Oh, it, it's amazing. And part of why I wanted to go over there um, was, you know, Rome. And you look at the different iterations of Rome and how a city has been built on top of a city. And so for me, part of it was the metaphor of St. Thomas that we're building a Division One city on top of our Division Three city. And so seeing that metaphor, right, and then the history of places like the Colosseum and Vatican City that I think put in context for all of us, like, where are we really in this world? The seven billion people, the things that stress all of us out maybe I got to take a little bit different perspective, but then also juxtapose that with the idea that each one of us makes a difference, difference in the world. And so our players got to see all that. My wife's family, her mom's side is from Italy. So she was there. We had my 18 year old to walk on freshman on our team. Our 15 year old was there. We got a two year old baby girl. So, I mean, we were, you talk about travel. We were all up for 25 hours on the way back straight. We had an 11 hour flight from Rome to Charlotte. We had a five hour layover, another flight. So like, even that stuff, that's not easy. But the places you're talking about, Spain, Greece, Italy, like the the history and the culture that exists there, um, you know, to me, it really allows for it, a different way of seeing the world. Yeah, so, you know, it's very fun. Like, I, I enjoy traveling. You know, one of my pastimes to do when I'm doing this, when the Hawks are playing, I get these five months to myself. <laughs> Go experience life a little bit, you know? <laughs> 
it's hey it's it's uh my wife loves to travel more than i so she any weekend we can she is looking to travel because it just again you think about i don't care what age we are the amount you can learn by traveling um is probably exponentially greater than doing the same thing we do day after day after day and so to get a chance to do this every four years like the ncaa allows you to if you can um with a group of young people i i think they I think they're aware how fortunate they were. And I think, you know, moving forward, they're only going to appreciate it that much more, you know, 10, 20 years down the road, I'm sure they'll still be telling stories about the the times they spent in Italy. And I think what helps me coach too, play and travel baseball. So I learned to speak French, Spanish, and Dutch from playing travel baseball. So I was a kid. So going over there, I, 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 I can kind of make my way through because I'm playing as a kid. <laughs> I know how to speak language because it was funny that you know as a kid I'm getting a whole world lesson as a six year old have a baseball. That's pretty awesome. Hey, and that we didn't talk about that, but just the language barrier, right? And we we did a session. Uh, my wife came in and and Chancey put the kids through or our guys, not our kids, uh, like an hour tutorial on speaking Italian, just basic phrases. How are you today? Could I order this? Stuff like that. That you know, again it gives them an appreciation for, you know, how many people throughout the world communicate in different ways and empathy. And how do we, how do we meet one another halfway, whatever it is in life, whether it's communication, um, just serving others. And so um, th those, I think you're, you're hitting on all of it. It's, it's uh, the list is innumerable. And coach, what I'll tell people all the time, coach is like, for me, we're going to travel baseball. Like we didn't care about each other's race or language or, well, six, six, six year olds trying to have fun on the weekends and play baseball. And it was there a language barrier between us. Yes, but we figured it out. A six year old. <laughs> yeah. Hey, there's something about sports that brings people together from all walks of life, all ages. And, you know, I think that is that is something that when done well um, and you think about how to progress society. Right. I think about what we're really trying to do. If I look at the mission statement of St. Thomas, it ends with to advance the common good. That's at the end of the day, that's what we're trying to help mold young leaders of the future. And that when sports is done well, that's exactly what happens. Right. You have young kids growing up, playing together, communicating with one another, and they don't think about how they're different. They see the similarities and the common goals. And it's it's a beautiful thing. Because, Coach, I had a picture in my office as, as a kid. I'm like, I say, I tell my intern, this is what the world should be. It's all different colors, backgrounds, religions here on this team. We were six years old, seven years old. But we won because we didn't care. It was just kids having fun. And I missed that experience of, you know, older I got, it got more differently. But those, those first things I had, Coach, it was like, this is what sports is to me. This is what life is. So I've got experience my whole life. Like, hey. I know what it is to be just together when it doesn't matter. I've played it. I've had that experience. So I feel like we should, we should try to strive for that. Let's try to tell my interns, my staff, and everybody, like, I've seen it done the right way as, as a child. Yeah, well, and hey, think about that decades later, the impression that left on you, right? Like, sometimes we forget how young kids, like, the stuff that happens to them, how powerful a lesson it can be, and how many times you've spread that message and that love and kindness to other people and you learned to play in youth baseball. And I think that's, you know, again, wins and losses matter. I say it every single day. But as coaches, we've got to keep sight of that big picture that we're really in the business of developing human beings. And the best way to do that is get them to see, you know, being part of a team is like a family. And you love your family. And it's not always pretty. It's not always easy. But 
you know that family you can you can trust them yes and that's why i feel like you know the lord's blessed me because like from four years old to now i've been in sports meeting guys like yourself just because sports because i said sports has given my whole life and given me everything i have so sports has really been been my life's calling i've been able to use use what sports give use what use what the lord taught me well as well and help people see the light like this is how we can really live. We can really do what Jesus, Jesus did through sports, and we can apply that to the world. Be a much better place. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love your perspective. It's um, it's certainly encouraging. It's a hopeful way to look at it because you think about pros in college, and that's a small percentage, right? The, the millions and millions of kids who are playing in parks and rec and all that, um, if they're learning those lessons the same way you did, you and I did, um, you know, our world will be in a little bit better place when they all grow up to be adults. Yes, sir. And coach, I must ask you, man, uh, how has scheduling been for you since you're in year three now and you won some last year? Did guys avoid you this year not want to play as much? Or is that, is it, is it been a little tricky for you, man? Ske I, I will say this scheduling has probably been the biggest surprise. Like recruiting is a lot different. Everything's different. But scheduling is probably the most different thing in terms of my expectations. Like it, my associate head coach, Mike Maker, who was the head coach at Marist, um, Division I Marist for a while and Division Three Williams before that, he is on the phone literally every single day working on scheduling. And it, it, it's never ending. And so it's uh, we have our schedule finally for this year. But like Western Illinois left our conference, the Summit League, in, in mid-May unexpectedly. So then we had to go find two more games. And it's uh, it's fun to put a schedule together because I think, you know, we've got a board with five or six objectives. And those go from um, where do we have alumni that it's going to be a fun place to play? Where will our kids have a great experience? Where will we have competitive games? Let's stretch ourselves against some Power 5 teams. And so you start doing all that and fitting it. It's like a big Sudoku puzzle, though, right? Because you do all that, and then you got to find a willing partner on the other end, and you got to find dates that work. And so, you know, like this year, we're going to Marquette, which will be a great game. We're an urban Catholic university. Marquette's five hours away. Last year, we played at Creighton. Both of those were top 10 teams in the country. What unbelievable experiences for our guys. And so though, I think those are certainly things that on the calendar you look at and you say, um, that's going to be a lot of fun. We were up one on Creighton with 10 minutes left last year. They ended up beating us, but we're on the road. There's 18,000 people. And we had four kids starting that two years ago were playing Division Three basketball, and they're looking around this gym like, we got a shot here. You know, and they Craig was one shot away from the Final Four. This year we open at Berkeley. Uh, Mark Madsen, who used to play for the Timberwolves, and he's in there uh, in his first year as the head coach there. So games like that are certainly exciting. But there's also a lot of regional games that, to me, those are the ones we need to play um, for our fans from a budgetary perspective. And so – we try to do that. We play UW Green Bay, UW Milwaukee, Chicago State, and there are a lot of teams like that as well. So, but long-winded answer, scheduling, I could talk for hours because, as you know, um, it's one of the greatest challenges. There's got to be a better way to do it because all of us in college basketball lament it, yet we're all doing it the same way. Now, Coach, I won't, I won't say who, but I had to help a couple of my friends schedule, schedule some games this year by, by, by me knowing somebody very, very good. <laughs> so I – I had to broker a couple of games to show the schedule to get, to get them done. I was like, come on, the dates work for you, you work for him, let's play, play them. It's all good. No, you're right. And some things make just perfect sense. But again, we all look at it from our own perspective, right? So I know the games that I'd like to play. And you give me a wish list, and I'll give you the 15 games that I'd love to play for our program. But that doesn't mean those 15 schools want to play St. Thomas for 
a multitude of reasons. And so that that is the other hard part. And then you do it all again the next year, the next year. And so, um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's a fun challenge to put together a really good schedule, but it's never going to be perfect. Right. Like when you look at it, you're always going to say, well, I wish this. But, you know, it's 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 really complicated. And some of my friends in the NAI asked me, can I get some some D1 games on my they, – I don't think they're going to play you because you look too good in AI, though. What up, can you get beat by you? <laughs> well, I, when we were in Division Three, we we would try to get exhibition games of Division One, and that and that's, that, that's the other reality, though, right? Like, games have to work for people. So there are some games where it might make sense on paper, but there's not much for one team to gain, right? And you and I both understand that where it's like, yeah, probably the game should be played, but you can understand why one school doesn't want to play it. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think that's those are just conversations you keep having because they're um, I know for our program, there's four or five games that we should play just about every year. But it would take a lot for those to happen. And and I'm sure some people feel the same way about us. And so, um, you know, you you rely on relationships a lot. And, and also uh, at the end of the day, I do think you know, you got to play good teams and beat good teams, you know, and, and at-large bids, the way even the net rankings go, there are fewer at-large bids for non-Power 5, Big East, Power 6 uh, teams than ever before. And so there is also an element of like, let's let's go balance winning some games and challenging ourselves and providing our student-athletes great experiences in locations that our alums are either very present or they're going to want to travel to. And you can't do those with every game, but like Marquette and Creighton, those are two examples for us that are unbelievable because we have a ton of alums in Milwaukee, Chicago area, and it's an easy trip for our fans to make. And Marquette, I just saw they ranked second in the country. So uh, hopefully shock will be nice to us that night. Hopefully he will, Coach. Well, Coach, <laughs> I'm going to talk to you again. It's been, it's been two years too long, Coach. I promise we'll do this more often. I promise you, Coach. So it's been, I, I missed that. We had a great chat last time as well, Coach. But I promise you, won't be two years this time, Coach. I promise. <laughs> hey, appreciate you very much. It was fun to catch up. Thank you. Is that coach? You be safe, but I'll see you soon, man. All right, roll toms. BS3 Network, changing the way you watch TV. Yes, BS3 Network, changing the way you watch TV, covering content and hot topics from A to Z sports, music, society and culture, movie reviews you name it, we have it. Check it out on bs3network.com or Check us out on Roku, BS3 TV on Roku, as well as check out your favorite podcast on all podcast platforms or Spreaker.com backslash BS3 Network. You are now tuned to BS3 Network. What's up, good people? Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. The latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Better Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wages, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use your promo code BELIEVE. B-L-E-A-V for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online when the game starts. What's up, family? Jared the Boss Man here. You're tuned into the Boss Man Show on AM 1010, AM 1430, 1055 The King. Get the King out at 105theking.com and the Boss Man Show 
at bossmanshow.com. Hit me up on Instagram, The Boss Man Show. Twitter, at Boss Man Show. And Facebook, Boss Man Show. It's The Boss Man on your radio. Listen to The Boss Man Show with your host, JR. Saturdays at 9 a.m. right here on AM 1010, The King. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.